0: If it's really your dream, you know, and that's what you wanna be doing, then just never, ever, ever give up. On the other hand, it's, you know, time is the most valuable thing we have, so if you're spending it on, you know, something that's not
1: going anywhere, you kinda gotta look yourself in the mirror. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Short Story Long. This week, we're sitting down with my friend Rich, who created Shades Club, which is a subscription sunglass business. Rich has a really cool story of how he sort of went about his journey to deciding that he wanted to be an entrepreneur, start a company, and then how he's went on to evolve that company um, into this new space of subscription and how that's going and how he's doing with it. And uh, I've known him for a while now, and I just thought that he would be really good for this. And sure enough, he was. He came on, he did a really good job and just took me through his whole story of how he got to where he is now. So that's it. I'm going to keep the intro real short and sweet this week. Because sometimes I tend to go a little long. Short intro long. Um, Don't forget to leave me some positive feedback on the iTunes store or the podcast app on your phone. Super important for the ratings. Don't forget to check us out on uh, Spotify, which we just launched on last week. Big news. Um, And keep sharing. I've noticed a lot more people sharing, posting on Instagram on their stories, tagging me, tagging short story long. That's huge. Um, every little share helps every time you're telling a friend every time you're subscribing every time you're doing anything really really helps the show's building and building very fast and um, all of your guys support is just massive so other than that go to I just started a YouTube page youtube.com slash drama drama where I'm posting all the videos and some snippets from the podcast and also video blogs and really trying to create a lot more content on there. And then go to youngandreckless.com and use the promo code SSL for 40% off all full priced items. That's it. Let's get into it. hardest part is figuring out what you want to master. Focus on your product. Can you tell somebody that they suck? You gotta just go. For this is exactly what I want to do for a living. You can't even tell somebody that their breath stinks. You know what I mean?
0: It could take your whole life and then you find your worth. The product is number one. If it scares you, you should probably do good it. Good content is good content. That
1: is the coolest shit I have ever seen in my life. And here we go. We're back. Another episode of Short Story Long with Uh, A very inspirational, uh, successful guy, but also someone that I consider a friend, Rich Amundsen from Dick's Cotton, but more recently, which we'll get into on this whole thing, uh, Shades Club. Yes. Very exciting. How exciting, man. This is good. I always kind of preface this a little bit. I don't know if it adds any value for my listeners or not, but... Um, I like to kind of preface whether I know the person or not, or what our relationship is, or whatever, right? So yeah, it's been two years. Since yeah, we... so two years. We did an interview together. Yeah, for how we met. Yep. For AMX. Shout out to our boy Roddy Kurtz. Yes. Um, and then we've kept in touch a little here and there in between. Yeah. Um, you've had a lot of success, which I've been following. And um, I'm just happy. This is the perfect place... This is why I love doing this because it's the perfect place where now I can ask you to sit down in a chair with me and talk to me for an hour about what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I love I love what you're doing with the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for giving your uh, time and energy to the um, young entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, um, it's exciting to be here. It's lots happened since we last uh, met down in Santa Monica. Yep, and uh, it's exciting
1: to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, I'm excited to uh, to get into it because we haven't really properly followed up since. You were just doing Dick's Cotton. Right. Um, our friend Rod, who's in the room, ha- has been keeping me updated, but um, it's exciting. As you can tell by me doing all this stuff, I'm extremely into and passionate about just, I don't know, I don't want to say business as a whole, but like this sort of new age of business and entrepreneurship and. People that are able to pivot and make changes very quickly, and how people are taking advantage of social media, and just all those different things, is really the part that I love. Yeah. And you seem to be literally hitting that nail right on the head. Um. So anyway, congratulations, and let's get into it.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Let's let's start. So, just to briefly touch on what uh, Drama was talking about, is we had a, a sunglass company. We still mm-hmm. have it. It's called Dix Cottons, mm-hmm. and we've had it for about eight years now. Mm-hmm
1: um you know what i'm gonna stop you there okay we're gonna go all the way back all right let's do it and we're gonna get people to the, that all right. that part love it um uh, where are you from rich i'm from
0: a suburb of boston what's it called uh holliston
1: got it um do you have brothers and sisters
0: i have one older sister she's three years older Yep. um she's i'm the only one in my family that's left boston okay um mostly everyone's there yep are they very
1: like boston people
0: yeah i think they're everyone from that area is pretty provincial yeah um i like that man boston has a thing they they don't leave and they love everything about boston yeah as you can see from the sports teams and all that so
1: that's so cool
0: yeah so it was was fun growing up there have um, a lot of great friends still from childhood
1: yeah what was um what was the dynamic sort of in your family like or like between your sister was your sister like a high achiever or was she the good one you're the bad one anything like yeah, that
0: she was the artistic one yep. and i was the athletic one
1: fair got it
0: so she was she's an architect now so wow and uh i played just sports 24 7.
1: yeah and did you ever have dreams of being a professional athlete i think
0: my uh early dreams uh included that but i think you learn real quickly yeah as you get a little older you know what your limitations are
1: yeah and uh it's a big debate that i have on here a lot um is sort of the to be blunt the like give up on your dreams lesson right and i, heard I guess that a little bit with uh tom yeah i'm big on it and tom had a really interesting take on it um which i agree with and he sees it a little differently than i do but i get what he's saying but i guess my my biggest point that i'm a believer in is like um sometimes the best thing that you can do is to know that your dream isn't meant for you anymore. And I think that some people grow up with that like ingrained in their head and um, they never switch dreams. And it's like sort of, okay, well, my baseball dream died and so did my entire adult life, you know? And I just think that that's like being able to... Know and be aware of when something isn't meant for you when it's time to pivot when it's time to move is an incredibly like healthy skill yeah it's
0: it's tough because you're taught, and I was taught at a young age, never give up, no matter what, yeah, keep going if if it's really your dream, you know yeah, and that's what you want to be doing, then just never ever, ever give up, yeah, that's
1: a good and bad lesson,
0: but it's on the other hand it's you know time is the most valuable thing we have, so if you're spending it on you know something that's not going anywhere, you kind of
1: gotta look yourself in the mirror, yeah. Because here's what else I'll say is we'll get to that part, but I'm guessing that that sort of same mentality leads you to pivot your business in such a massive way, right? Yes. Because if somebody said, no, just don't give up on Dick's Cottons and just go full steam, you don't discover this whole new. Exactly. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what I I don't know. I don't consider myself a teacher, and I don't (laughs) know what I would teach um, on this, but I think it's that awareness is something really valuable that that people need to work on yeah for their own benefit
0: i think a, a good way is like your energy where your energy is going yeah and how you can you can think yourself to death you know like should i do this should i do that but it's really how you feel you know if you if you feel how your insides feel yeah you can kind of follow your intuition and say this doesn't feel the same it used to you yeah. know maybe it's time to pivot or or take the next step or pursue something else but you know it's a tough call for a
1: lot of people for a lot of things you know there's no right answer it's kind of like you got to just go with your gut you know yeah and when you're in that moment and you don't know what's next that's a hard decision to make yeah you know because like all you know is this thing and you're like no but i can't give up because that's what what will people think of me yeah well, you know? it's your whole identity yeah um so you went to college yeah yeah i went to uh north carolina tar heels nice why there
0: um i liked the color yeah <laughs> which is really funny but that's you know if i'm rocking too. that stuff for the rest of my life yeah you know. michael jordan was obviously cool yeah. and i visited like 25 schools with my sister you know she was older and with myself and it was the only school i got that like feeling yeah i was like i'm
1: going here no matter what that's fair where yeah. where was, was she going to college at the time she was at syracuse got it and was she going for architecture already? Yeah, she kind of was on that path. Since... So she knew pretty early. Yeah, That's good. I'm always jealous of people like that. Yeah. Sometimes I still wake up in the morning and feel like I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you yeah. ever have that? Yeah. You ever wake up in the morning and you're like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what am I about? Um. So by the time you went to North Carolina, were you already over the sports thing or were you playing yeah. sports there?
0: I played intramural or club soccer, but... Got it. At that point, you kind of know. Yeah. You know, this is just for fun. At this point. Yeah.
1: Um. So what you made? What you study?
0: I studied business. So they have a good undergraduate business school. Yep. So that was another reason I went there secondarily to you know the fun and the sports atmosphere. Yeah,
1: and the color. Yeah, and the color. Did you um? <laughs> did you start to craft what you um wanted to do with the rest of your life at that point, or were you just kind of like business feels right?
0: Business feels right. I knew I wanted to have a business at some point yeah um i had tons of ideas mm-hmm. always business ideas but you know it's which one do i actually stop everything and start yep. is a, is a you know and if you don't stop everything and start it then you probably weren't that passionate about it you know yep. so it's it's kind of that that flow of ideas and you're learning in school but you know you know what you're learning in school may apply it may not yeah um but you just get in that mind frame of um of finance and accounting and all that stuff and i it made me realize i thought i was gonna be like a stockbroker you know back in the day everyone's like i want to be on wall street and all my friends were applying for these internships at jp morgan and hsbc and chase bank and i i couldn't bring myself to even submit an application for like a summer internship i was just like this isn't this isn't me i'd rather wait tables on the beach you know yeah and they're you know they're in new york having these high-flying internships and um you know part of you feels like maybe i should have done that yeah but, but i was much happier just not doing it you know
1: yeah i get it 100 um what type of work did your parents do
0: um my dad was a computer software engineer okay so he was a computer programmer Yep. um he actually quit his job when he was 33 to start his own business Yep. so i was six when that happened so i was lucky enough to see that whole process yeah. and i
1: actually started working there when i was 10. that was my question that's why i was asking was like did you have that the business instinct from seeing your parents do it or yeah i think certainly a mom my
0: mom was like an aerobics instructor and a nurse right. and kind of self-employed did her own thing um are you a healthy person uh i always tr- think i should be healthier yeah, yeah. but i try to be a little healthy. yeah, yeah just i'm more spiritual yep in that sense yep um spiritual health um so that was cool so yeah my dad basically they took my sister and i to ice cream when we were i think i was seven and she was ten yeah and they sat us down and they said your your father's you know quitting his job and he's going to start his own thing things are going to be tight for the foreseeable future you know yeah um and then i remember that christmas you know those jugs used to keep <laughs> quarters and coins in yeah i was like kids you know it's time to count the, the change and we're like, "Okay." And we didn't know till years later but they used that to
1: buy us Christmas presents yeah, that I was year. going to Santa
0: Claus. So did yeah. you
1: could your brain wrap your head around what it meant that you were cutting back at age 7 or no? Um
0: kinda. I think we thought it was cool cuz we could visit him. He opened an office in town. Yeah. Um, and it was just him for 5 years, just by him by himself, yeah. you know. So we thought it was cool we could go visit him. Yeah. And we kind of saw he was just at his computer, you know, 14-hour days writing his
1: software and all that good stuff. That has to, I think it's a kid, like that has to embed in your brain, right? Yeah. You know, and just see that and be like, well, that's what dad did. Like, yeah. we can do this. Hard work. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then eventually start hiring some of our parents' friends, like mm-hmm. as, you know, a secretary or, you know, to answer the phones. Yeah. And it's cool. A lot of my friends are involved now in my business. So I, I feel like I might have got that from him, you know, keep, you know, hire your friends, work with your, you know, your friends, people you like. Yeah. And it's kind of like it takes a family, you know, to it takes a village to raise
1: a company. Yeah, you yeah know? it sure does uh you can relate to that of course 100%. with your experiences it's taken so. like three different villages which have <laughs> sort of came in and out over the last eight years and i'm still uh, trying to build a village you yeah know? well you got a big village <laughs> yeah. you're, doing, you're doing well um so when you're in north carolina and you're studying business and all these people are leaving and kind of finding their paths once again you're you don't have one Did, were you panicking or were you just sort of like ah that's not for me i'll figure it out yeah i in
0: hindsight i probably was panicking a little yeah. bit i had i remember i had actually heart palpitations and i was like what is this i thought i was like <laughs> something was going on that's i went entrepreneurship, to the and he's Rich. like yeah he's like you just have anxiety and i was like i've never had anxiety in my life and yeah. he's like well are you
1: trying you to just, start a business by yeah any chance?
0: you just graduated college <laughs> like do you have a job i'm like no he's like all right that's probably you feel like you need a job because everyone else has a job, but yeah. he's like, Don't worry about it. Like it you know, it happens to everyone. So that made me feel better. Um, and all these all my friends are living in New York, you know, wearing suits, going to their banking jobs, and I'm like, It's just not for me, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to go down that path anymore. So I need to find out what I do want to do, you know.
1: Can I ask you this too? Were you the only one meaning like was it you and a close friend at the time both skipping the big new york internships or was it kind of you by yourself on your own little island i
0: felt like on
1: my own little island you know um that's what i like i mean that's what it sounded like and that's what i like and that's what because that's hard to do man yeah and i think a lot of people follow what everyone else is doing and sort of think that they're wrong yeah and like oh well no this is what i'm meant to do and I think there's probably a lot of unhappy people uh, yeah, everywhere, but like in the Wall Street world, in all these different worlds, because of just sort of following and saying, ah, eh, well, I'll shut up and just go Yeah, figure it out. It's it's tough um, when everyone starts doing their own thing and
0: it was kind of what you were trained to do and then you fall back. You know, you kind of got to look yourself in the eye and say, you know, I'm taking a risk by not doing what everyone else is doing, but at the same time, you know, that's what you got to do, you got yeah. to be happy. Yeah, I actually got got kind of lucky. Um, the senior capstone course at school, um, there was a little clause in the syllabus, and it said if you pass it in your paper one minute late, it's an automatic F. Uh-huh. And I passed it in like two minutes late, and the teacher was like, "That's an F. If you can't graduate." And I was like, "Wait, like what? What the like, hell? This, your joke? <laughs> like, all right, where's that? Do you uh, not Ashton? realize where's I have Ashton?
1: heart par- heart palpitations already?" Yeah, like.
0: <laughs> What do you mean I can't graduate? She's like, you're going to have to stay for summer school. And I'm like,
1: this Instead of being two minutes late. Yeah.
0: I'm like, I went, you know, I went to the dean like, is this real? Like, can she do this? He's like, yeah, it's her rule. So it actually ended up being the best thing that happened to me because as everyone went off, I didn't have a choice but to stay at school. Yeah. And the class I had to retake wasn't the same as the class I had just gotten an F in. It yeah. was how to start your own business. Wow. And you had uh, the first part of summer, start, pick any idea, take it and then at the end of the class you present it to the to the classroom damn. and so i was like this is the best class i've actually taken at all four years of college and i would never would have even known about this had that like I'd not been one minute late so
1: damn that's some weird divine like intervention type so, stuff. yeah
0: so i i feel like it was serendipitous and then at that point it was too late to get any of the jobs because they'd all hired so you almost were forced into
1: okay now i gotta figure out my next move you know wow that's pretty amazing. So Talk cool. about like a bad situation turning into a good one, right? Was, uh, what uh, What was the business that you started for the class?
0: It was called College Town Furniture, uh-huh. and everyone was moving out and just throwing their crap on the streets or in the dumpsters. Yeah. And and then I knew two months later, all these families come in and go to Target and buy the same stuff that was just thrown out. Yeah. So it was uh we, you know, we go to your dorm, we buy up all your stuff for you know pennies on the dollar. You don't have to move it out or throw it, and then we resell it. I'm sure somebody started it at this point, but
1: but you so you never pursued it at all. No, damn, that sounds really good. Yeah. All was, right, kids. There's your first uh, yeah. business <laughs> idea, courtesy of Short Story Long and and my friend Rich here. Yeah. Um, what were you? What was your grade on that? Was there a grade on that idea?
0: Yeah, I think we got an A on it. We were one of the best in the class. Yeah. For that.
1: That's really good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you're finished. You're now kind of out on your own. Where do you go from there?
0: So I ended up waiting tables that summer. Another in North Carolina, or back yeah, home? back back home on Austin. Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was one extra summer on the beach, which isn't bad. Which was not bad at all. Yep. And then the fall came, and uh, my buddy and I decided to just drive across country to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It was warm weather. You know, who knows? Yeah. And uh, we got we got just whatever jobs at a. Um, mutual fund company Mm -hmm. making like 27 grand um and the year before everyone at my business school was making you know 100 200 grand yep so it was like a shock you know like the economy was a little worse but it wasn't that much worse you (laughs) know that we should be (laughs) making like that that low order of exactly so you know i had to wear khaki pants and a polo shirt and we had cubicles and it was just terrible yeah yeah (laughs) but was
1: that on some like i will just do whatever just to kind of live here and like figure yeah poke around let's just get
0: something to like get that monkey off our back that we're you know we should have jobs
1: yeah um and so you're instantly miserable you're miserable the whole time there wasn't a part of you that was like oh maybe we figured it out here yeah Um, so we did that for like a year and what were you doing in that were you just like partying and enjoying the arizona lifestyle yeah yeah it was a nine to five so you get
0: to see the benefits of literally checking out at 5 p.m on a friday yeah and you don't have to think about or worry about work till monday morning yeah um which for some people that has their you know has its benefits yep um the steady paycheck you know yeah. not that it was a lot but you know you kind of get that side of things yep. um and you say this is cool but you, you there's nowhere to go up you know unless you put in 10 years working for this company yeah you know you're kind of like yeah this this isn't for me. Yeah. So that only <laughs> lasted a year? Yeah. And then what? And then I got in my car and I drove to New York City. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I need I need the action, you know, the big city. I didn't have a job. And that was just blind,
1: just looking for action. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Uh, we had a couple friends there at that point. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just called and said, I'm coming to New York. They're on a sixth floor walk up. Mm-hmm. No air conditioning. I was like, I, I need to sleep on your couch for like six months. Yeah. They're like sure come on come on through so i drove um and then got there and started looking for jobs and uh i found a job with corcoran real estate you know barbara corcoran i from sure do Shark yeah day? yeah so her company mm-hmm. um and i started slinging you know apartments and condos
1: and that's amazing and you had no real estate background right no and why was that just the job you got or did you start to head in a real estate direction? Yeah, I knew
0: real estate was entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. um, and I knew it'd help learn the city and make connections. Yeah, you know, so I was actually joined one of the top teams at Corcoran. Yep. Um, and Barbara used to send us her clients because she didn't work with anyone anymore. Uh-huh. So I was getting to work with these, you know, huge, high-powered people. Yeah. Um, some of which I still keep in touch with today. I have awesome businesses. We, you know, we still stay in touch. So that that worked out. But it quickly became seven days a week. Yeah. Because people need to see apartments on the weekends. Yeah. Um, and so that was the other, sp- I, I went from the nine to five, you know, cubicle to now I'm on the streets all day. Yeah. But it's
1: weekends. Did you enjoy it at all? Like uh, in the beginning? Yeah, you I did. did. Yeah. It's the rush. Yeah, it Man. seems like it'd be kind of fun to like play for a few months. You yeah, know, like, yeah. like, like I would enjoy if I could just go see it for a little bit. Yeah. And then I would want to come back yeah. to my life.
0: Eventually, you work with enough people, and you know you spend two weeks working with them, and yeah. then they ghost you. Yeah. And you basically worked for free. And running know? all around New York, oh, I mean, I can't. In the summers. Yeah. In a 95 suit. 95 degree in a suit. Uh, yeah, it's garbage not, on the mind. streets. Never mind, I, I couldn't do it. It's baking, and you're in these empty apartments where the AC hasn't been on in yeah. months. Yeah.
1: You know. But you, there was something about it you liked in the beginning. Yeah,
0: I liked the hustle. Yeah. Um,
1: Did you start to do well?
0: Yeah, we we had a really good team, and I like became the second second guy below my bosses. Yeah, how long did that take? Um, very quickly, like six months. Jesus, and then I had five people below me. Jesus. do you um, think you
1: had like a thing for
0: it? You know, it's just uh, if you hustle, you can yeah, you can learn it. You know,
1: is it a lot of people skills or no? Yeah, more hustle.
0: It's it's a lot of hustle and people skills. I think just yep. being trustworthy and. Uh, but there's no barriers to entry you just need to be 18 and yeah. pass a test
1: how hard is the test it w- wasn't that hard how long is there a class that you take before the test yeah it took about 30 days so essentially in 30 days if you're relatively smart you can get your license and most of the people jumping in
0: are jumping in because they feel like they didn't have any other options or they didn't go to college or yeah you know they're just doing it for some quick cash you know cuz yeah. if you get a deal you can make you know a couple grand yep but they weren't in it for the career or the long term mm-hmm. so i feel that, like there's a
1: lot of people in real estate yeah, every 90 yeah, percent of the people there's a lot of people that i've seen that just have a lot of connections and don't know what to do with them maybe yeah. through like the club scene yeah. or the you know whatever and it's like oh maybe real estate yeah. you know And <laughs> yeah. like i mean i think it works for some of them yeah because you're you're self-employed but yeah. you're not you know yeah so and i guess if it's connection people skill and hustle based i mean you can do it yeah. if you're that type of guy yeah or a girl um, so six months in, you're doing well, you're starting to make money. you have people working under you. At that point are you still feeling good about it or when did you start to feel like? Oh.
0: yeah, about two to three years in, I'd say got it. um all my friends at this point, you know, they're mid-20s, they're heading to the Hamptons, Montauk, Cape yeah. Cod every weekend there at the beach, yeah. And and the summer is when most people need to see their you know apartments. So I'm in a suit and tie, yeah, sweating, and not enjoying.
1: And those guys are all in finance and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So they so, get weekends.
0: So they get weekends. You know, they leave you know Friday at two, and that's when my weekend. You know, Ugh,
1: I'm yeah. starting to work.
0: Mm-hmm. So it was good for a while, but I, I you know I need the beach. I need to travel. I need to I need to explore. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, And I just started resenting it. Like, my feelings towards it went from, you know, hundred down to like zero real. Really? Real fast. And, you know, just started uh, just trying to figure out what my next move
1: could be, you know. Were you alone in that aspect, too? Or once again, did you have a friend or a group that was kind of with you in that feeling? Or was it like, oh, no, he's doing so well. Uh, We all work for him, blah, blah, blah. And he's miserable by himself. Yeah. It was Um, like that?
0: I think a lot of people got sick of working on the weekends, at least in the real estate mm-hmm. side of things. Um, I did have another friend um, who was a musician who was, who was working at a hedge fund, yeah. and he started feeling the same thing. He's like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so we actually, I started calling meetings um, once a week at the office after it shut down. I got like 10 friends there, and I said, let's just talk business ideas. Yeah. He wants to be a musician. I want to start something. You guys are all smart let's just like hammer it out for a couple hours, hang out, have a couple beers and let's just like get in that mind frame. Yeah. Where we're talking about business and we're thinking of ideas and and something may snowball, yeah. you know, and happen. Yeah. Um and so we started doing that and it actually kind of kicked kicked everything into gear. Really? Yeah, it was really just it's one of those things where if you're if you're yeah, uh, spending your time and energy on on it, it Things come to you. You know, the age old saying is the universe, you know, brings you back what you're putting out. Yeah. But all these things started coming, coming into the universe and into vision and, um, and just slowly but surely um, started, you know, making moves that could get me out of the real estate. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: So what was the big time of, of really making the leap? of leaving real estate yeah so my first
0: idea dicks cottons was actually t-shirts yeah which
1: so did that come from isn't there a story about like you were on a trip yes and the sunglass thing was that after the t-shirt idea yeah so the t-shirts
0: was let me i love fashion you know i love like when i was a kid i used to cut apart my nike shoes yeah and put the nike signs on Different articles of clothing. I'd make my own <laughs> yeah. Nike bags, and my Nike shirts. Yeah. And it was just you know sewn on. You know. Yeah. yeah ACG. Remember ACG I back did. in the day. Yeah. So um, I was like, let me just get. I always loved it. Let me see if I can make something of it. And, you know, I made a couple t-shirts here and there, and then. Um, and it I, was called Dick's Cotton. Dick's Cotton. And
1: Dick's was that's after your grandfather. My
0: grandfather, yeah. Ironically, he was an eye doctor in mm-hmm. um, in the Korean War. he was an optometrist and then he had his own um, optometry store checking people's eyes for 50 years in boston that's crazy so but why did you name you just had a really good relationship with him or why did you name the clothing part after um i was named after him rich yeah and dick you know dickie people would call me that got it i wanted a funny name that you know yeah people would remember yeah yeah um so it turns out i was i was so burnt out of real estate i was just um you know not caring at all about it and my friend was like hey um, we're going to Croatia on a sailing trip. We just negotiated a bigger boat for, with, that holds two extra people. Uh-huh. The trip's in a week. Do you want to go? And I was like, you know, it was over the Fourth of July, but that's the busiest real estate. Like the beginning of July is like the busiest. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can't go. And and then like later that night, I called him. I was like, I'm going. Yeah. I was like, just just go. You know, figure out work will always be work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I called my boss. He's like, you can't leave. And I was like, you know, this, this is non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone for two weeks. Yeah. And so I had the t-shirts and I'm like, I got to bring stuff. You know, I got to buy shades. I got to bring cool stuff for the trip. I can do photo shoots on there with my shirts and yeah. get some hats made. And I went shopping for sunglasses and literally it was either like $150 or like $5 like street shades on like St. Mark's. Yep. And I I wanted like five pairs of $50 shades. Yep. And there wasn't anything, so I just bought a ton of shades, like the street shades. I'm like, let me just at least have some party shades for the mm-hmm. trip. And I got on the boat and it was just like, like so pieced out. I was just like, this is what I needed, you know. And mm-hmm. I just I was like, why don't I make sunglasses? Mm-hmm. There's a obviously a huge void. I could travel. I can live on the beach. I can work on the beach. It I is. can be on a boat. Like this could be my work. Uh-huh. Being on this boat could be working, work. Yeah, you know? research and development. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was just like one of those aha moments like this thank god like Like, this this is my life just thank
1: god i took this trip you know was that the first time when an idea or a path sort of felt right to you yeah it just felt really right like just a feeling like this is it yeah you know
0: i gotta how old were you at that point i was 27
1: got it So, so not super young No. You know what I mean? No. It's like a lot of my listeners are like right around that age. And I just think that's a huge thing that I get a lot is like, how do you find that thing? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, uh, my best guess is you just have to go try a lot of things. Yeah. And you have to sort of explore and you have to open yourself up to new opportunities and read new books and go on new trips and i don't know and not saying spend a bunch of money it's not a financial thing it's like go on road trips go on yeah i don't know listen to this podcast until you find a career that sounds like (laughs) one you like right but um i don't i don't know but i do know that it's insanely important to find it absolutely you know what i mean if you could give any advice on how to find your thing what would you say that's a great question
0: um my business partner TJ always says uh, life, like L I F E, learned it from experience, mm-hmm. and I think you need that. You need to know what you like and don't like, mm-hmm. and you can only do that by doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think putting yourself in the situation for opportunities to present themselves, you just have to do it. Yeah. Like if I didn't start that shirt company, I would have never gone shopping for like sunglasses for the photo shoot to wear on the boat. Yeah. you know or or if we didn't have those meetings you know you just have to get at the ball rolling and you know similar to your story i guess is if you just didn't move out to la yeah you wouldn't have been in the room when they need an assistant the night before yeah no chance you know yeah it's but always you, just the next thing you could be so close to like finding it but it, it's you know it's you do go this way or that way but yeah just going out to la getting surrounded by those people that you wanted to be around getting in the right mind uh frame of mind yeah I think you just you know you just got to get started, yep. because you're gonna pivot. What you start on is not gonna be where you where you end. You know, mm-hmm. but if you don't get started, you're screwed. You're never you're gonna get anywhere in finance. Yeah, <laughs> which some people love. You yeah, know? but you have to do what's right for you, and how you feel. You know, some people are happy getting out of work at five on Fridays and getting the paycheck, but you know, for some of us, like a lot of your listeners probably, you know, you want to you want to leave a legacy. You know, yeah, that. You created something. You brought something good into the world. Yeah. Other people makes their lives better. They yeah. enjoy it, or you know, they they're wearing their Y&R shirt and they decide to take a trip because they're like, yeah, I'm young and I'm reckless. I let me let me go take a trip. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That might lead them to being inspired. You know.
1: Yeah. At least for me, it's a way. It's the only path. You know. Sometimes I wish I could work a nine to five and like you know just have a north like nice normal life and like a golden retriever and yeah. just not really worry about anything. But I just can't imagine, like, um, it's a constant search for, like, meaning or purpose or, you know what I mean? Like like I said, there are days when I wake up now and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, constantly trying to figure out the next thing that makes you feel fulfilled, you know? I get it, though. I'm right there with you. Um, no. So at what point, how long after this sort of revelation on a boat in Croatia... Until you abandon real estate and dive in. It was almost to the nose six months. Damn. That's not very long. No. And so what did you do? What was the action of like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I love Croatia. I love big boats. This is my life forever. Uh, what do you do Like the moment you get back to New York? Did you go back to real estate but working on the sunglass stuff on the side? Yeah.
0: So the, the day I got back, I enrolled in um, classes at Fashion Institute of Technology.
1: Nice. So FIT. So you were doing both, real so estate was, and going to... School. So I was
0: doing that at night, um, which was tough because usually real estate, I you know, you work till... I was sleeping at the office some nights. Yeah. You know, wait. My boss would get there at 8 in the morning. I'd be wearing the same thing. Yeah. He's like, did you sleep here? I was like no but you know (laughs) you're embarrassed about it at the time yeah but uh so i had to cut all my nights short at six you know to go to class yeah but i just said i I, you know i gotta do it um and i had no fat you know i'm i'm in class with these people that have you know they're 18 19 i feel like the old guy you know they knew they wanted to be fashion designers their whole life i'm drawing swimsuit models (laughs) like you know that a swimsuit model has to be 10 heads tall and i'm like like you know, you yeah. kind of question yourself. Like, but it got me in that frame yeah. of mind. Like, this is this is how you got to do it. Yeah. You know, if you want to design stuff. And then I took a couple other classes, like social media building. And this was back in oh9 Yeah. So social media wasn't what, what it was it then?
1: then? Facebook and MySpace. Facebook had just launched. Kind so of. MySpace and yeah.
0: Friendster. Exactly. Um, um, so that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um,
1: it was fun. Um, and was the main goal like? just to was it to learn how to design or was it to completely just submerse yourself in this new world and say this is what I am now yeah it
0: was it was a little bit of both but mostly to submerse myself because if I, I knew if I needed I needed to be around, surrounded by fashion people yep like that that were hungry that were designing that knew what they were doing yeah that would have connections I knew I might you know a teacher might know a factory I, you know I didn't know the first thing about making a pair of sunglasses yeah I couldn't tell you anything about it so I I just wanted to get in that frame of mind I started studying you know um you know on my own about the market and industry and all that but it was really I just wanted to make this one pair that I had in my that I had in my head that didn't exist yep um and so I actually went probably a week later I got after the trip uh-huh. a friend invited me to the bar to like hang out with some people and I was like yeah yeah whatever I'll, I'll go and um, this girl' was like so what are you doing I'm like oh, I'm in real estate but i also started this t-shirt thing but i really really want to make sunglasses
1: yeah
0: and she's like are you serious And i was like yeah she's like i help companies make sunglasses
1: oh man and i'm
0: like you're joking you have a gift uh, you have a love attraction gift you it know was what I mean? you know just the right like yeah i'm like what do you mean you help companies don't they all make their own she's like no like three companies make sunglasses for the whole world yeah i'm like what she's like and yeah I we know all of them. she's like we make for like any brand you see in the, like a department store we make those yeah i'm like they what do you mean they don't make their own she's like what are you doing tomorrow i'm like i'm coming to your office the moment you open yeah so i went there showed her my sketches she's like yeah we can have these ready in like three to four months i'm like what <laughs> like you gotta be <laughs> oh, kidding man. me i was like what else do i need to do she's like you know do this do that and i'm like i can't thank you enough like yeah. this is this is actually gonna happen like She's like, how many do you want to order? I'm like, I don't know, like a couple hundred. She's like, that's no, that's not gonna work. She's like, we need to make it five thousand. And I'm like, Christ. Five thousand? She's What's like the cost? Um, it was gonna be about thirty to forty grand. Jesus. So I'm like, all right. Um I guess worst case scenario, like me and my friends will have sunglasses for the rest of our lives. The rest of our lives, like the same pair <laughs> for like ever. Oh man! I'm like I think I could sell like a hundred maybe, but she's like, "Well, that's like you're." They don't just make a hundred, you know. Yeah. Like so I'm like, "All right, let's do it." So, so that's I place the order. Uh and uh, meanwhile, while I was waiting for those to come in, I had a bunch of samples. You know, like they just make you samples, like no logos or anything. Yeah. So I started drawing my logo in Sharpie on the side of them, uh-huh. and started giving them out to people. And That's saying, why it's the stick figure. Yeah,
1: I remember that story, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, so. I, I knew that there was a story behind the stick figure.
0: So yeah, our logo's a stick figure, and I just would draw stick figures on the side of the shades and wear them out and hand them out to people. And people would be like, "What are these? Are so cool? What are they?" I'm like, "You know, new new brand coming out to stick to We got five thousand. Yeah, you know, we got planning, Just, just hit me up." <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> <laughs> did that for a while and just like well people are like you're not starting a sunglass company i'm like no i'm starting a sunglass company They're like who does that you don't know any the first thing i'm like i don't know we're just gonna go with it cool. like well can i have a pair i'm like yeah absolutely yep got plenty so and then you know you work your way around the fashion district a little bit in new york for anyone that's been there it's a little grimy and seedy yeah um but i'm like i gotta find a guy that can put a real logo on this thing like i can't be mm-hmm. drawing sharpies forever you yep. and uh I talked to like eight different people, and they're like, talk to this guy, talk to this guy, talk to this guy. And then eventually they're like, oh, you got to go see the devil. And I'm like, "Jesus, who? And he's like, third, third basement down, like in this building, like there's a guy named the devil. And he, he can, he's the only guy that can print on sunglasses. And I'm like, so I go down on like Jeez three the floors spread. down, like on this sketchy, like fashion, you know, district building. Yeah. And I walk in, he's got bongs and lighters, and he prints like logos on all the stuff you see, like Statue of Liberty, like the street vendors. Mm-hmm. He prints like lighters and bongs, and you name it, he's printing it. And I'm like, Are you the devil? He's like, Yeah. Like, he barely speaks English. So I'm well, like, that's your exact words. Are you the devil? <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like, like yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs>
0: So i'm like oh god what did i get myself into i'm like it's can hell you it's hell. yeah yeah it's it was like three floors down under yeah. a building <laughs> that's probably why they called him yep yeah. the devil you know and i'm like dude can you can you print logos on sunglasses He's like yeah yeah no problem so go through that whole thing i ended up using him for like like anytime i needed a logo on something you know mm-hmm. he ended up being the most one of the best resources i had for the first year you know until my sunglasses were ready who would have thought the devil and would
1: be so valuable? Just
0: yeah, right? <laughs> only in uh, only in the
1: business of yeah. apparel and uh, sunglasses uh, is the devil your yeah, best friend.
0: So, so he was a character, but <laughs> I worked with him for a little bit. Got so I had actual logos on the shades. Yeah, and then uh, when the real shipment came in, I was just giving them out to friends. Like bring mm-hmm. five out every time I go out, hand them out to people. So Probably. the real shipment
1: had the 5000 had the proper logos on them. That 5000 had the proper logos. Yeah. And the devil handled all the rest. Yeah, he yeah. handled all the all the rest of the <laughs> logos. Um so you get 5000 sunglasses. How many do you think you gave away leading up to the 5000?
0: Probably 300? Yep. I would
1: say. And what was the initial reaction from like the core group of friends? Like they were like, "Oh cool." Rich has yeah. got a thing. Yeah, people
0: love the shades. Yeah, they it's It was a unique um, frame that was like a one-piece lens. It's actually back in style now. It's funny, yeah. things go in seven-year cycles. Oh, and it's yeah. back in style now. So, yeah. But nobody was doing it at the time. And uh, pe- the one thing that everyone started saying is um, they get so many compliments uh-huh. when they were wearing them. Uh-huh. So I knew I knew there was potential, you know, because yep. I've never really gotten a ton of compliments on any sunglasses I've worn. Yep. And everyone had the same exact feedback. So I was like, all right, you know, we got something here. Yeah. Um we just started, you know, anybody that knew a celebrity, you know, get me their address, we'll ship them a pair, you know. Yeah. you ship them 10 pairs probably actually yeah, <laughs> back that. Yeah. Uh and we just it was like a, it started from friends of friends mm-hmm. and then their friends brought it to their friends and it was like friends of friends of friends, yep. you know, and then eventually the right people uh you know, Gronk, Gronkowski yep. got somebody knew him got a pair yeah um snoop posted on instagram i don't know how he got them but he posted on instagram mac miller
1: was wearing them yeah um and then we had a real magic part it was like that's the part where like you sort of send out that initial idea give out the initial things and then when it starts ending up in places that are that you didn't plant yourself it's like oh shit like this is a thing yeah you know like if that pair of sunglasses could tell a story, yeah. How, how did that get from like me to Snoop's it's Instagram? Like the, it's like the game where you put the message like in a bottle or in a balloon, and you sort of let it oh, go. Yeah, like, oh yeah, how did yeah. it get there? Yeah. You know, it's like, but it ends up at Snoop's house, and like, oh what's up, with Snoop? <laughs> yeah. It's like, how the hell? But I just remember when I first launched Young and Reckless, and those things started happening, it was like, oh my god, this, like, is, this is real. Something special. This, it, that's like, isn't that the best feeling though? Like, it's the best feeling in the world. And it's hard to. The problem is, it's hard to sustain. Uh, it's like that high, and then yeah because it still feels good but you just unfortunately you sort of get used to it and then you ask well how co- you know how can i monetize that or how can i use how can i market that or how can i you know instead of like in those days it doesn't matter you're not thinking that big yeah you're just thinking i want to get my brand out there and sales and roi and that shit doesn't matter so just by seeing it, you're like, "This is crazy." I have a brand. You yeah, know? that's the real magic. That's like the honeymoon phase of a you yeah, know like yeah. of a relationship of starting a brand. Yeah, seeing so anyone else wear
0: it, never yeah. mind like a you know somebody that probably has hundreds of things to choose from. Yeah, and they chose you know your creation, your sick figure guy.
1: Um, so, what did you start a website or what's the next move when you have five thousand sunglasses coming in hot? <sighs> um, I
0: so looking back on it i really didn't plan like i should have. you know yeah. you know it's like you never do you never do like yeah. it it actually happened really fast so i was giving out shades to like everyone and um a friend of mine went to a new year's eve party and it's so funny looking back on it now but they didn't ha- this guy like likes to throw big parties and the jersey shore had just come out yep so he's like i'm gonna hire those guys to come to my party at two in the morning and my friend was there and he had like 10 pairs of shades with them so he just gave them out because you know they were. Like, episode two had just aired, and they were, like, huge. Yeah. And I was like, all right, like, you know, they're not really my crowd, but, you know, thanks for giving them the shades. Yeah. All and press like, is good. Press. A week later, somebody's like, yo, you got to go to, like, people.com right now. And I was like, like, what's going on? And there was a picture of them on the homepage of people.com wearing the sunglasses. Like, they had gotten cool. photographed in
1: L.A. Yeah. And then... Did it give credit or no?
0: It didn't give credit, but you people started the... tweeting at them. Yep. Where'd you get your sunglasses? Got it. And they started shouting me out, and they had every eyeball in the world at yeah. the time on them for like a you know a hot minute. Yeah. And I didn't have a website or anything. I just had a t- Twitter account, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, "Can you guys like PayPal me? You know, oh, like that's I'll get, email me your ad, you yeah. know, like and I'll put together a pack. Like I didn't have any orders, and all yeah. of a sudden this this happened. Yeah. So I used to spend nights like handwriting address labels like looking back on it it was just like you had to do it but it's so much easier now you know like yeah. you hit a button and it like prints the postage i was like going to the post office like stamps but, but is like, that
1: what you're doing like off of your twitter paypal and then shipping? yeah shipping and like holy and shit. i was like called
0: my friend who's like you know good good with uh website stuff and i'm like i need a website like asap so he built me like a rudimentary site yep. looks good worked I started sending people there, and then season two of the Jersey Shore happened, and uh, they brought a whole box for the whole house, mm-hmm. and on the first episode, one of the things was like, one of them giving out sunglasses to the rest of the people, Oh Jesus! and so every episode they wore them for all of season two, so then people are like, you know, at this point, where can I get them? Yeah. Then we had like, you know, a lot of the, some athletes started wearing them and stuff, and at this point, I was like, all right, I called my boss, and I was like, this is like, March, uh-huh. and this all happened in February, uh-huh. and I just oh well, you hadn't
1: quit yet I hadn't quit yet Holy shit! So so you're staying up all night, like taking Twitter orders and yeah, PayPal and yeah. writing posters so, and then going the next day and trying to sell like a fancy yeah. condo.
0: And I didn't tell my bosses about any of this, so damn I didn't want them to think I wasn't you know
1: all in on the real estate. Just you never know what's gonna happen. What did your tell me? What a day looked like. Let's say a a busy full tilt day. In that sweet spot of just doing everything, what did a day look like for you? Yeah,
0: um, it was waking up probably at seven. Mm -hmm. Um, Back then we were using Blackberries, so emails on the Blackberry till nine, because you know people, real estate people, they email you at all hours of the night. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I saw this property at three in the morning. Can you can we see it at nine in the morning? And you you know whatever. Yeah. Then showing apartments from like nine till six p.m. All around the city then I would go to school um, to my fashion classes like six to nine and then when I got home at like 930 I would you know start checking Twitter Facebook looking for orders seeing what orders came in responding to questions and that probably did that to like you know two in the morning I yeah. would say and packing up orders I would get the USPS boxes from the post office like I was like oh free boxes at the post office this <laughs> yeah. is perfect yeah I don't have to buy any, and uh, literally, like in hindsight, it's embarrassing, but that's what you you didn't know any better. Yeah, this was like a joke. Like I'm just gonna give out Chase to my friends, see what happens, and all of a sudden, I'm getting orders from like 20 countries. Yeah, like I'm shipping them all over the world. I'm handwriting notes in every one of them, like thank you so much. And then you get a good four or five hours of sleep. Yeah, and then back to do it seven days a week. So at some yeah in hindsight it was really hard but literally like i would do anything to go back to that you know yeah. it's like
1: that's like the rush that, that's like, the funny part you when you're in it go. you hate it when you look back on it you miss it like i don't know i wish i could find the sweet spot of how to like operate every day as much in the you know i it's kind of i don't know whether it's an awareness thing or it's you know we can get real deep on some yeah. spiritual stuff there but like if you could if you could somehow live in that cuz if you could you would work really i think at least me i would work really really hard because that's where i find the most fulfillment and happiness not as hard as you did then right and but to be able to enjoy it and then take the time to enjoy it i don't know i just i think that it's always the times when you're like working the hardest and the most miserable that you look back on and say those were the best absolutely that you hit the nail on the head like
0: it's it's a magical when everything comes together and you're yeah. you're creating but also it's being, it's being worn, and it's just this like magic rush that you, it's hard to replicate. But you're right, if you could live in that, and if you could find out how to live in that, yeah, it would. You, I gotta the, do some research to yeah, see if anyone claims to have found it, the you, key to that. You get mired in the minutiae yeah. You know, because once that takes off, it it brings in other stuff that you got to do. You know, like, yeah,
1: that you don't necessarily might not want to do, but but also naturally we look to. It's almost like we look to get out of that and then when you do get out of it for yeah. too long you're like oh i miss it you know what i'm saying and then you kind of try to hunt to get back in the groove and then you hunt to get out i don't know like why how come you can't just live in a sweet spot you it's know just, why are we, we so can, crazy yeah i don't know jesus christ you can find that though that's like the i'm gonna look i'm gonna poke around and see All if right. anyone claims to have found it and just see what they're doing yeah um the secret the, the real secret the real secret um so so you get this site up. Do you then, is that when you go and quit? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Then you finally go quit after all of this. Yeah. So I
0: called you know, called a meeting with my bosses. I said, you know, I'm going to Vegas uh, tomorrow and I'm not coming back. And they were like, what? I was like,
1: it's just, they're like, <laughs> a property everything okay? <laughs> like, just,
0: you need to have a chat about something? I'm like, no, nah, I like started these sunglasses and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? yeah like, you were doing all this on the side i was like yeah i didn't you know i didn't know this was gonna happen but it happened yeah and they're uh all right well best best of luck wow. keep in touch wow and so, what was vegas trade show or vegas was uh just like an annual trip with my college buddies got it and then I went out to la because i had some friends out in la at this point yep and just and i'm like i gotta go around the la fashion district i want to spend two weeks in la get get the la vibe yeah Because it's a whole different thing than new york you know and definitely Make some
1: connections out there, and you know, man. So, Um, so you did it. You took the leap. Were you scared at that point, or at that point were you so wrapped up in the work of it all that you're like, yeah, we got this. There was no fear at all. Yeah, it just felt felt right.
0: You know, you were asking earlier about like how do you know when it's time to pivot. You know, like you just all my energy was going into the sunglasses, and there was no energy going into my other job. You know, yeah. And I just kind of said, "I've nothing's felt as good as this does. Uh-huh. So let's just go for it.
1: See what happens. Yeah. Um, so you come to LA. Is the web store, the web store's kind of cranking at that point?
0: Yeah, we were getting orders in, forever, you know, not a not like hundreds, but a good amount every day. Like, are
1: you making enough or you have enough saved or whatever to live at least? Or yeah. Or are you kind of cutting it close?
0: Got uh, it. I i had some savings and mm-hmm. uh you know making up you know maybe 30 to 50 orders a day mm-hmm. which was more than i ever in my wildest dreams expected you know in the first little bit mm-hmm. but then it comes time you know there's you get sucked into like should you do this marketing thing and this marketing thing and you're like you know you start spending money on stuff and you just you're testing it because you have no idea yeah. you yeah know? yeah and so you you experiment mm-hmm. um and you know I actually did, uh, and you're, I'm traveling at this point, because I basically said I'm going to say like yes to everything. Yep. Um, any opportunity, I'm just, I, there was actually just a TED Talk. Um, a lady did a year of yes, mm-hmm. um, which is ironic. We did it um, that year. I'm just like, I'm going to say yes to every trip, every connection, every friend, everything, and just see what happens. And so I was like, you know, just traveling, kind of letting loose for those five years. I didn't get to spend any weekends, you know, from work. How'd you feel about what it did to your life? It was amazing mm-hmm. because it's you when you first get started you really have to live and be the brand. Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted it to be like a travel sunglasses party and the people that were gravitating toward it, obviously partying, you know, Gronk's party or Snoop parties, the dirty shortcast yeah. was partying. Yeah. They're all traveling, kinda of living that lifestyle, you know. Yep. And so you kinda of have to be you
1: have to kinda of live that. You have to. You have no choice. <laughs> as you know like, listen you, it's work <laughs> okay i need to go to scottsdale for the weekend because i'm working yeah exactly yeah so it. you
0: know in the early days you are the brand as i'm sure you yep. you can attest to. reckless as shit yeah yeah yep. <laughs> cool. uh and so you you've got to set the tone yeah um and you know once in a while you drift away from that and you got to find your way back to it but yeah um i was really lucky uh, like you know i would have my friends help ship boxes yeah have them come over, I had like a 250 square foot apartment in New York City, like yeah. fifth floor walk up. It was stacked floor to ceiling with sunglasses and boxes. And oh, cool, like, you know, it was 100 degrees in the summer and friends would come over and help pack boxes and stuff. And I'm like, this is going great. And then um, I got a random email from my now business partner and friend TJ. Yep. And he's like, we met and he's like, I love what you're doing. I've been a lifeguard and work in Red Bull and Nike and you know, I've worked with the big brands and I see where this can go. But he's like, you, you know, you need help with your branding, and I think I can really help with that. And I, I just, I'm kind of at the state, same stage you were. Yeah. I want to do something on my own. Yeah. And I was like, dude, did you just like, where'd you come from? Like, I'm not good at branding at all. Like, yeah. you look, look <laughs> at my website. It's like, you know, Yep. and he's like, dude, let's just, let's just figure this out and make it happen.
1: And so. Damn it, that's how that happened?
0: Yeah. So we literally just started meeting every couple of weeks. He was in New Jersey. We met in the city he he had a lot of contacts in his fields and he's really good at like the branding and messaging and all that yeah um and so we started working together and you know things were going going well we had a pop-up store out here in LA yeah. a few years um, after that that's yeah. what you were saying yeah, yeah. um and uh, things were good we you know we launched a few new styles yep had a had like a little mini cult following i guess you could say
1: and at that point you branched out you had an office in new york or were you working no, out of your apartment? No, just working apartment. out of my apartment. That's crazy. Forever. And so you were shipping everything yourself and doing everything? That's nuts.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, in hindsight, probably could have done
1: a little bit more to scale, you know? But yeah, when but you're I mean, in it, that's like,
0: yeah, you, you're you in it, you know? And if
1: you can do it, I mean, you want to stay, I don't yeah. know, there's definitely value in... Um, a good cult following and a good profitable core business that you can manage as i'm sure you know especially now as you are scaling yeah there's definitely value and sort of peace of mind in that as well as opposed to just trying to rapidly you know we have a little success how do we get an office how do we get a bigger office how do you know what i mean yeah that's a bit of a nightmare too the patience is the hardest because you you want to you want to get so successful so fast but it
0: really does take time yeah yeah anything good takes time and just the patience to like see it through, yeah, you know? yeah. Because everyone around you, you see all the the overnight successes,
1: you know, but of you course. don't see the ten years it took them to get there. Yeah, you that's just... what's weird about the way this world works. Is like every time you see someone's success, it just looks like it happened out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just don't see the the people going through it. Yeah. You know, and so when you start, you get real antsy real quick. But at least you were antsy like while working. Like I think yeah. a lot of young people are just impatient but aren't doing any work you know what i'm saying yeah you're just sort of like well when does my <laughs> magic moment come, happen? you know what i mean yeah. yeah
0: you have to i guess my own, my main advice would be like just start doing something that feels like it's towards the path you might want to be doing mm-hmm. because that will lead to you couldn't you couldn't even predict you know like think about what you're doing five years ago yeah and it was probably completely different to where you are now and now think of like five years from now yeah you know, like... people
1: dramatically underestimate the step-by-step process, and like the just doing one thing tomorrow that is a little closer to what you think you might want to do one day It's like I feel like people sit at home and stew, and you sit on Instagram and you see everyone's overnight success, and you see, and everything feels so like big, and so you start to put together these big plans and these big goals but everything's so big and there's nothing you can do tomorrow (laughs) that's that big you know and i think people just so so heavily underestimate just saying okay i think i want to go in this direction so tomorrow here's five things i can do that are in that direction if it's draw up some sunglasses or find your local school that you could enroll in or read a book or whatever it is because I don't know. That's just really what you're hitting on with your story is like the pieces come together as long as you're pushing in one direction. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that that's taught enough. I hate the message of dream big and dream and dream. You know, like I hate that yeah. because um, I just think it really gets people off the practicality yeah. of
0: building something. Yeah. You know? Uh, that last two minutes of what you just said, like every kid should re-listen to that every week because Thanks, it's that's genius like your overnight success is not going to happen overnight yeah you know like and i think there's a lot of pressure that you need to go from a to z yeah but it's really you go from like a to a big capital a and then like for real yeah. thank god you said
1: that it's, awesome. it's not like even you, can, you can't even go b. a to b yeah. yeah it's uh it's like it's in, but that's also like we're saying what people don't realize is that's where the fun is that's just saying man today i went from a little a to a big a yeah you know what i mean like that's it and when you look back on it the same way you just said in your story like that's the moments that you miss or that whatever the mo that were the most fun were not getting to z yeah it was going from little a to big a yeah you know what i mean like every day and then little b to big yeah you know what i mean like (laughs) But damn it, if that's not the whole purpose of this shit, it's so true. And you hear a lot of times when people get
0: to Z and they sell their company or whatever, they feel empty and they need to go back to little a, you know? Yep. And they, you know, they start over. But
1: it's really those magic. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Even if, like, right now, if somebody said, hey, here's $100 million, we won the whole thing. Tomorrow, just go ahead, do your thing. I I don't know what I would do. Like, I really honestly, I'm not saying I wouldn't consider it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that tomorrow morning, I don't know what I would do. Just invite me on your boat, that's all I ask. I will, I will 100% <laughs> do that. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like I'd like, I don't know. I'd just go explore or something. I have no idea, but I'm just saying, like, it literally is the entire driver of my entire everything. It's your existence. Yeah. You are the brand, and the brand is you, you know? And- yeah, that's true. Well, hey, one day, hopefully, I have the luxury of having that problem. Exactly. You want to have options. Yes, hundred million dollar options, preferably. Yeah. So you're cranking away. You have the store on, or you have the pop up on Fairfax, which sounds incredible. By the way, you said you had popsicles out front because it was a pop, pop up shop. Yep. (laughs) Uh, How long did that last?
0: We did uh, a summer, so it was like May to
1: October. That's pretty long. Um, So you're building the cult following at that time does it feel like is the feeling like this is good we're building a brand here this is great
0: yeah it felt felt good but there's always i think it's probably just being an entrepreneur that it it could be bigger yeah like what could i be doing to make it bigger am i you know am i not doing enough yeah am i making wrong decisions and should i be over in this should we i mean should we go into retail should we try to get into Mm -hmm. stores or keep it online you know like back and forth and it's hard, there's so much information out there, especially now, you know, you have uh, you know, Tim Ferriss says you should only be working four hours a week, and Gary Vee says you should be working 80 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. And you could find differing opinions on everything, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to know, you know who to follow, but I think you just have to find, you know, feels what, some people love working a lot, mm-hmm. and some people don't like working a lot, they'd rather outsource everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, and it's your own company, it's like just you, you know, you yeah. and one other person. What's the right move? Yeah. How do we get from, you know, selling to friends of friends of friends of friends to, you know, yeah, the whole yeah. world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I get um, it. And there's no magic, you know. There's no playbook on that, you know, unless you have, a hundred million dollars to invest in
1: advertising, you know, yep. for like, you know, commercials on. The, the Super lesson Bowl. of this podcast is a hundred million dollars is Gets, the key. Yeah. So yeah. if you can gather that yeah. up. <laughs> Sort of scrounge that together, <laughs> scrounge it up. That's what you need. That's what <laughs> you need, yeah. Um, so, is that when you started to look at subscription?
0: We did. We started talking about it in 2013, I think it was. When did we do our interview? Uh, 2015. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, that was way after the pop up, way up. So, at that point, you. You were already cruising and potentially looking at these new options. Are very yeah. serious about these new options? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we realized our uh, our sunglasses were good because they were affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fifty to sixty bucks. You could buy them in multiple colors. And what we noticed is people started collecting them. You know, mm-hmm. like these two brother, these three brothers have over like hundred pairs. Jesus. People are coming back every month, buying another, a new style, new color every month. Yep. We are like, you know, subscription boxes were kind of taken off, and we're like, mm-hmm. could this work with sunglasses? Nobody had been doing it. Um, and so we toy to, toyed around with the idea for a while. And what we realized is, like, we've reached, without advertising, or, you know, we've kind of reached as far as we can go. Yeah. Unless, you know, like, you know, an A-list celebrity just starts promoting us for free, you know, yep. which probably wouldn't happen at that point. But we're like, we need to kind of pivot to reach more masses, and also it gives us a chance to make this even better. Yeah. You know, how can we, if people are coming back every month, how can we make it better? Well, we can make it a whole system, you know, subscription, make it even lower priced. Yeah. make the sunglasses even better. Yeah. Um, and there were so many pain points at that time with buying sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You know, one company owns everything. So, well, 80% of it. And in, in hindsight, if I had known about the business and I was like, let me research sunglasses for six months before I decide if I go in, I probably would have been like there's no way I can compete with these people yeah. I would have thought myself to quitting but yeah. I'll
1: tell you like once again I don't know the advice there either but it's almost like um, you know I, with anything like if you if a small kid was like hey I want to be in the NBA one day and you went through the statistics you'd be like eh, you should make, here's a book you can read yeah um, <laughs> but uh, but it's almost like you need that blind, faith a little bit yeah
0: almost like the less you know sometimes i know better.
1: man and i don't know because i would tell everyone and one of the big thing, things i do tell people is make sure you educate yourself on the industry first and then but i just think that anytime there's going to be a part of it that's scary that you got to just go for it, even though it looks stupid because that is so common and most people enter like at least their entry point even if they switch industries or switch whatever like it seems like their entry point came from this moment of not knowing any better yeah that it was yeah. the chances were slim to none. Yeah. Um na- naive being naive a little bit. Is... it was the Steve Jobs day, hungry, stay hungry say foolish? Yeah. Do that. Do what
0: Steve Jobs said. Yeah.
1: That's my advice.
0: Yeah. It's true though because you know you can get intimidated really easily. yeah You know. They have I think it looks like has 77,000 employees and 7,000 retail stores, so you know, on it's paper pretty, pretty big. It'd be like, you know, you can't compete and yeah. not that we're competing with them at all, but you know. Yeah. The other side of the coin is they're doing the same thing over and over and over again because they're they're like a giant oil tanker, you know. Yeah. They're not innovating for they're not inventing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes you're in an advantage because you can do whatever you want. You don't have red tape, you don't have investors, you don't have Mm-hmm. A stock price to worry about, you know. You can just create, and I think if you make that your mindset, to I'm going to create like the best thing I think I can make mm-hmm. that people will like. Mm-hmm. You know, don't half-ass it or, or cut any corners. Just like this is the best, then people will gravitate towards it. You mm-hmm. know, especially if it's a little different or unique or better price, or you know, you gotta you gotta study the market that that way a little bit. You know, yeah. but but you just gotta, you know, you can you can make things better. Things better than a billion dollar company yeah you know yeah they got the same old people doing it all, every year they're not you know innovating as much as you know some yeah of the that's people. i mean there's
1: no opportunity like right now yep. for when that's literally happening to every industry yeah retail as a whole the music industry apparel everything like we are in this crazy i know that it has happened year after year for a long time but we're in this crazy moment right now where all of these old uh, sort of, what do you call it, almost like landmark businesses or, you know what I'm saying? These old oil tankers, as you described it, are just, I don't know, they're, they're, there's real competition. And yeah. they don't know that. I think they're starting to recognize it, but they don't know what to do about it. And I don't think that they recognize how serious it actually is. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because it seems like in every, I mean, down to mattresses. We were talking about mattresses <laughs> earlier. Like, that I don't think the mattress industry realizes the severity of what Casper and Purple and these guys are doing. I don't know. I just don't think the same way. I don't think that Macy's realizes, or the, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Or Luxotica realizes what Rich is up to. <laughs> um, I don't. I hope you know. Hopefully, they do notice. Yeah. That. And they have that hundred million dollar check. Exactly. That's, um, that's the goal. What? Uh, so you kind of just. Jumped into it because you saw the opportunity. I mean, you did some research that there was, you know, potentially a, a lane for it. But like, you really just went for it because you yeah. saw the customers acting the way that they were acting, and and you just went for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it was. What was the, what's the theory behind it? Monthly, one pair of sunglasses. Yeah, you per? get a
0: new pair of shades every month. Yep. Um different every month. You never diff- get the same. Never get the same. Uh-huh. We curate it. You know, one of our specialties is designing unisex sunglasses mm-hmm. that fit ninety percent of faces. Yeah. So
1: that seems hard.
0: Yeah, it's but th- you know that's what our bread and butter was for yeah. Dick's Cottons. and so that's how we're doing it for Shades Club. Um, and the best part is you're getting, you know, we're using the same factories as some of these brands that sell for three and four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and so you're we're you're getting ours for around thirty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So it's literally you know, in terms of value and what you're getting, and it's unmatched, and then, like, the sunglasses are just, you know, they're unique, you know, you won't walk into the party and, you know, have the same pair as 10 other people, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, so TJ and I, we we knew it had legs, but we we didn't want to go all in um, and put all this time and energy, and then i be like, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about it, so a really great avenue we used is Kickstarter, Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, so if, if any of your listeners want to, uh, you know, give them my email at the end. But I'm happy to talk to anybody about Kickstarter yeah. or or anything like that. But it, it was a great vehicle for us. Um, we spent a lot of time researching Kickstarter and how to make the perfect Kickstarter
1: campaign. Can you give me a uh, shortened version of how you make the perfect Kickstarter campaign?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of tips and tricks about uh you hire a good person like Rod to, like, help you with your storytelling. <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, you know, the video has to be between two and two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. The opening image has to have a hand in it holding the product. Really? Like, these are, like, they take you from, like, you know, an average, pro- you know, campaign to, oh, um, because they want to see motion. They want to see the person using the product. Um, the headline has to ha- provide value. Um, the body has to go from, like, um... General details all the way down to like the smallest details people yeah. want to see. Um, and you just got to, you know, you got to work two months before you launch it. Mm-hmm. Getting people to know about it, getting press to know about it. Yep. You can't just launch it and hope, hope for the best. It's almost like launching a new business. Yeah, But you know right
1: away if it's going to take off or not. Yeah. Um, and so you did that. And... It did really, really well, right? That's yeah. the story. The story is that it overperformed uh, more than what you thought.
0: Yeah, we put a threshold at 20,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and it broke that in an hour of launching. Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so, were you guys like, what was your feeling? Were you watching it like, holy Oh, shit. yeah. The
0: number's just like, it's like addicting. You just sit there and the number keeps going up. And uh, I think we did. We did like a hundred grand in the first day or two,
1: and we were like, "Wow, like this is bigger than we even thought it could be." Do you think that it raised so much just because you did such a good job, and because of the brand following that you already had? Do you think it was a combination of those things, or why? Why did it work so well? It was.
0: Uh, it got
1: a lot of traffic,
0: and a lot of people, like. I think a lot of our friends shared it, uh-huh. whereas it's hard to get people to share a new, you know, anything. But if it's on Kickstarter, it's it's more shareable. Yeah, and so we didn't have a lot of our current customers early on subscribing. It was all new people. Yeah, um, and I think it's just an, it's a community that likes to support new innovative ideas. Yeah, um, and they they just took to it. And and if kick if you do well on Kickstarter early on, Kickstarter puts you towards the top. So like, oh, cool. you know, all of a sudden we're the number one funded fashion Kickstarter at the moment. And yeah. then people it's like a self fulfilling prop yeah. self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And it snowballs. And uh how cool. Yeah, we ended up doing about 400 after it was all said and done jesus
1: you should have just bought that boat that you i know <laughs> like, Yo, guys, sorry guys kind of switch the thing no, like s- that silly little business that we were talking about we actually got a boat well the, the funny thing is if we had put it all in
0: bitcoin we'd have four million now mm, so you're right you know can you
1: raise anything on quick kickstarter you can do anything we like can i do like my bitcoin investing account absolutely everyone just yeah, throw it in yeah. throw, throw me 20 bucks damn we should think about that Actually, and then, like, yeah. I promise to spend the money on like something, <laughs> something that will awesome. benefit all of us, even like if it's my boat, a party. I'll Instagram on live the boat. from. Yeah.
0: Kickstarter does have a lot of rules and what you can launch. They actually, they actually wouldn't let our project go through. Um, after six months of work on it, we we sent it for approval and they're like, it got rejected.
1: Like before you launched.
0: Before we launched. Why? Like, they thought we were buying existing sunglasses and reselling them oh. and it wasn't an original you have to create something original that doesn't exist got it and so we we hit up our friends anyone know anyone at kickstarter blah 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 and we found an early employee who was like oh yes that's just kind of like uh, they were wow so we got it we we were freaking out for two days like yeah. we just spent six months on this and uh, <laughs> yeah. we, like, it's a nightmare like, redid the video five times you know tj and i were like this can't be happening, but luckily we got it solved, and then that kind of launched us into our pivot to Shades Club.
1: So you made four hundred thousand dollars. Yes. In how long? It took sixty days. Jesus Christ! So now you you set like the length of the campaign? yeah. You can do one to sixty. Got it. We did sixty, so it would have maximum exposure. Yep. So you do that, you uh, you collect four hundred thousand dollars. Then what do you? How do you start? We luckily we
0: had been in the sunglass space, so we weren't starting from scratch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at that point, it's how do we order custom boxes? How do we do the packaging? What's what are we planning out for the next twelve months of sunglasses? Mm-hmm. You know, Kickstarter takes their cut. There's a lot of costs that go into it, so you don't end up with the whole chunk, unfortunately. But yeah. you have enough to say, okay, now I don't have to cut corners. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to order. 1,000 boxes, I can order 20,000 boxes. Yep. Because I know we just sold 16,000 pairs of sunglasses yeah. over the course of a year. Yep. So it gives you some ordering power. When you go to the factories, you can order one style and you know 3,000 pairs at a clip. Yep. Um, so it really gives you the ability to do things right from the start. Mm-hmm. And so that we were very uh, beneficial. And our, our customers... Loved it. They're like, I can't believe this didn't exist. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sunglass aficionado. I collect them. I have a hundred pairs and yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. So that really motivated us that our idea had legs. Yep. And we weren't just shooting in the dark. And
1: when do you start the process of actually getting the people to sign up for the subscriptions? They sign up as soon as they back the Kickstarter. Oh, that's okay. That's what I thought. Right. Yes. So it's kind of acts as a marketing vehicle and a fundraiser. Yep. Got it. And you said how many people signed up? We had thirty four hundred members. Jesus. So you know you're starting with four hundred thousand dollars and thirty four hundred members. That's huge. Yeah. Damn it, that's cool. Yeah. I want to kickstart or something.
0: You should. It's fun. It's a fun experience. Like at some point in your life you should be able to say, I did a Kickstarter. I went through that, you know?
1: Maybe I could Kickstarter like a better podcast set or something. You know, you that's actually something we could, could all benefit off of. Yeah. We got to look into that. We're doing a short story long on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, okay, so 3400 So then you go, you get the boxes, you design the glasses, you're ready to go. Do you just launch and go for it?
0: Yeah, we took a couple months because Kickstarter holds your money for a little bit and yeah. you got to get everyone ready. So we, we waited till the summer mm-hmm. and then we started shipping. And at this point, Dick's Cottons is still running. Yeah. But you have to kind of make a decision. You know, there's only so many hours in the day.
1: Because really, is it really just you and your boy?
0: Yeah. We have one other guy now, too, helping us ship. Um, shout out to Keith. Yo, Keith. And uh, he's he's running, holding the fort down while I'm out here. Yeah. And uh, and TJ's doing all... We're redoing our website. We're doing a ton of rebranding stuff right now. Yep. It's exciting. So we, we learned a lot in the first year, and now we realize we can make this better. We didn't yeah. even put our best foot forward. Yeah, We can make this 10 times better. So we're, we're launching Shades Club 2.0, we like to call it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so it's exciting. We we think it's kind of untouchable once this launches. Yeah. Um When does it launch? Uh November. Got it. So we're still shipping. We still have members. We're shipping everything, but we're doing a whole a whole let's make this even better. Yeah. And
1: we're always constantly improving and So remind me how long it's been how long has it been up and running? How long have you been shipping? 1 year. 1 year. And how was growth in between? You don't got to tell me numbers, but how was growth in between launch and current? Rapid.
0: Yeah, it was good. Uh, all of our Kickstarter people were sharing with their friends and family. Yep. So then they would want to sign up, and then we got some press, and you know, it it spread organically. We haven't advertised yet, but
1: really, you still haven't. Mm-mm. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's all from the Kickstarter, and then organic growth outside of that. Yeah. How nuts. So. Um. And do you plan to advertise and to go that route, or?
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, it's hard to not do Facebook ads these days. Yeah.
1: It's hard to do them also it's, though. Yeah. Cuz now <laughs> so everybody expensive. and their mom does it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's... crazy right now. Cuz we obviously do it like nuts and obviously these guys do too and uh it's sort of a necessity, but also we're in this time frame which might not ever end where everyone has realized that it's a necessity, and so everyone does. I mean, I get served ads on my Instagram every day from companies that I have no clue who they even (laughs) are. Like, it's just the weirdest shit, you know? And it's like, anyone with a company has to have a budget for Facebook and Instagram marketing. I'm just curious to see what that does, because there's two theories, right? One is that all these people are spending money, they're gonna see a very bad return, because they're making shitty ads for shitty unknown brands, and it's oversaturated, and they all stop, or, everyone just gets better at it and it becomes even more saturated, right? I don't know the answer, but I'm going to lean towards everyone just gets better at it and it gets harder. Yeah, Things don't usually get easier when there's opportunities. Um, but it's really interesting, man. It's a really interesting
0: space. It's it's crazy because you could literally just be really good at Facebook ads yeah, and make a living selling anything.
1: Yeah, I know people who have done it very well.
0: And so that's a whole new... Business opportunities. I'm just going to be good at Facebook ads. Yeah, and pick a product. They might not even care about the product, but they know they can sell mm-hmm. it from home. And you know, it's yeah, it's the, pretty amazing. Prices will keep going
1: up, I'm sure. And but there's also people who like. Um, I don't know. I'm going to do a terrible job at recounting this story, but uh, there are people who have made. Uh, you know, T-shirt companies with the funny uh, quotes on them and the blah blah blah, and it was just of the moment, and it was this current event, and they got really good at targeting, and they've sold the businesses for hundreds of millions of dollars um, based off of being witty and having some witty designers and being really, really good at Facebook ads. Yeah, it's quick, quick, <sighs> yeah, it's and interesting. It's, and I, yeah, we
0: we there's some people in our neighborhood in Florida who make yoga sayings on T-shirts. And all they do is there's no brand behind it. it's just yoga. Yeah, like,
1: and know, it's worth coffee, five billion dollars. <laughs> coffee
0: jokes and yoga jokes. Yeah, and
1: it's doing well, right?
0: And yeah, they're doing really well just Facebook ads.
1: Yeah, I wonder where it goes. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so moving forward, this is obviously your main focus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We still have Dix
0: Cotton's. It's just kind of backburnered a little bit. Yeah. But we're still getting orders, and you know we're using what we you know the sunglasses in the shades club so it's, yeah. it's a it's an extent it's a it's an extension of the brand
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you don't ever plan to kill that do you no no um man how cool how cool what's your mindset of like uh in your head and you can choose to not answer this if you want but like are you trying to build to sort of an exit point that you have in mind or do you have some sort of like i'm going to build this business and get rid of it or do you want it to just be the biggest thing in the world because you think that you can scale it for the next 10 years or like where's your mindset at on that stuff it's a great question uh, i think
0: we talked about it a little bit earlier but having the option yeah so small and profitable yep. nice life doing what you love yeah can travel
1: that's like the entrepreneur's nine to five. Yeah. You know, like that's like as close as you could get to comfort yeah. as an entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. get your morning coffee. Yeah. Get to work, work out every day. Ugh. Nice. Take a few trips. Yeah. You know, it's harder, easier said than done because there's always a mile long to do list. Yep. The other option would be if you know, you have the option, somebody offers you a number, consider You're it. You're open you know? to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we feel there's at least 20 to 50,000 people that would need this yeah. in their life. Yeah.
1: So, um, okay, a couple of just general questions because I'm trying to get better here at giving some advice or input or things that people can act on or put into action. So, from your story, you know, one big question that I have is do you think it's better to hire friends or to to have a team of friends or to not hire friends at all. Great question. I
0: think they have to be the type of person you can see becoming your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're not a friend right away, but they have to believe in the vision mm-hmm. and be all in. And it's better, I think, if they like similar things to you because I think it's going to be a better fit mm-hmm. in the company. TJ ironically was a friend of a friend. We didn't know it at the time, but mm-hmm. he was a uh, college friend of one of my best friends in New York. Mm-hmm. And we were not friends, but now we're, you know, yep. best friends, you know. Yep. And and I'm the godfather of a son. Yep. And we have that nice relationship and but if he was my friend starting out, it yep. might not have worked because we were too close.
1: And yeah, cuz how do you know? I mean, obviously TJ's your partner now, right? Yeah. 'Cause like when it comes to firing people and it comes to those tough decisions, I think that's where like it really becomes an issue. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I think like what you're saying, even me, like I've had to fire a decent amount of people and had to fire an okay amount of friends. And I think the sweet spot is you want to come to work every day and feel like everyone's a group of friends and everyone has each other's back and everyone's there for the same cause. But as the leader if that moment comes, you can also fire them at any moment, and that's a really hard line to draw. Yeah, I haven't had
0: to do that, fire anyone. Yeah, but
1: it's tough. It's
0: I can only imagine, especially yeah. if you have a, a history with them or you yeah, have friends yeah. or
1: yeah, it's part of the game. You know, part of the Probably part of, of the weird part do, of the right? weird life we chose. Right? <laughs> um, another big one that I get all the time is. When do you think is the right time to stop your comfortable job that you hate, um, with steady income, to take the leap to start your own business? How do you know when that moment has arrived? the The easy answer would be, you know, as soon as you finish this podcast, mm-hmm.
0: just, just start start now. And so once this
1: is over, call your boss and say I'm out. Like that.
0: Yeah. You know, but- the reality is people get, you know, there's a certain comfort with getting the paychecks and yep. you don't want to do anything that will put you in a desperate or a tricky situation or you know, you, you don't have anything set in motion. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to start setting things in motion. And eventually if you're putting in 50% of your time mm-hmm. and into your passion or whatever is not your comfortable job, yep. then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. 50 can, I can go to 50 to hundred and I know there's traction and yeah you know i think it's easy to say just yeah just quit and start but if you don't you know you, you're then you're going to be stressed about paying rent and other stuff and you're not going to be able to focus on the business yeah so yeah
1: you, i always say like right i always say just before you're ready yeah like you know what i mean like yeah. that's kind of the sweet spot like if you wait till you're ready you've probably missed the boat yeah but if you go right before so you can see where you're jumping to but maybe you don't think you can make it go then you know and
0: and in reality like your situation you probably will be forced into being ready. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, You'll the episode's it out. airing. Yeah, we're not ready, but I don't have a choice, so I'm ready.
1: Yeah, and that was the greatest thing that ever happened and to then, me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right into the fire, and yeah. the universe will make you ready. I think when you're when you need to be ready.
1: Agreed. Um, last one. What do you think about? Is retail dead? Is retail in America dead? I would say yes. And you think that it's just going to die a slow death over the next how long? Three years. So if I'm starting a new business, there should be zero percent of my effort spent on learning retail. Yes, I pretty much agree with you. So yeah. I kind of gave it to you in a really tough way, and <laughs> you, still, you held strong.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's, I, I can't tell you the position. last time I went and bought something in a store. Yeah, so it's like, you yeah. know. People are on their phones eighty percent of the time. It's
1: like, and that's again to the listener. That's the uh, that's the beauty of their situation now, because it's never been so easy to start a company. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like, normally you would have to build the hype, do all the blah blah blah, and then there's an entire extra piece of that process, which is building relationships with retailers and even get, getting them to do a test order and then see how that does and get your uh, order returned and then build with this one and build with that one. And like now you can literally be on Jersey Shore and the next day taking orders from PayPal if you want. Yeah. Like you can literally, but you can launch a web store the next day and you can be in business right away. Yeah. You know, which is amazing. It's never been easier. No. Like we
0: probably could have built a website this morning and gotten an order during this
1: podcast. Yeah, we could have, 100%. We could it's have neat. Facebook-lived, and we could have got our damn Kickstarter started. Yeah,
0: but back, I mean, even five years ago, to build a website took developers and yeah. money and coding, and now it's just, you know, you go on Shopify or Squarespace, you can have, have it up done in an
1: hour. It. We Literally, you could have walked in this office, we could have had a website being built while we were podcasting, and we could have taken orders now on Facebook yeah, Live. with one Facebook ad. Damn it. We <laughs> should do that as an experiment. Yeah, day. we should. Um... Good job on the new rapid-fire questions. Those are good. I'm going to cut those into little clips. Yeah, you know? those are um, one-word answers, too. It's like you can't it's good. You Can't waffle on it. What, um, what would you say... This is a big question. This is the big, deep question. For you as a person, what's the end goal? What's the end game? The end game is, I think, the perfect...
0: My perfect scenario would be like a balance of waking up when you want to wake up, mm-hmm. working on your business, mm-hmm. working out, eating amazing meals, surrounded by your friends, you know, close to a beach. It's like, it's the perfect harmony of, of working on something you love, mm-hmm. but getting to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And and if they work to if you're job or what you're working on helps enjoy life it's like a home run i think yeah you know i don't think we were put on this earth to not enjoy everything around us yeah and it's it's hard to get sucked into like work 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 you know but you gotta the whole point of it's you know to enjoy
1: what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know i agree if you could just do that forever like i could probably do that until i die yeah until the day that i actually fall over on my boat with my laptop in hand yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I don't it's, think I would you don't need to retire from that no it's so you both want to be Branson yeah. so we both want to be Richard fucking Branson Jeez. Rich not you Rich other yeah, Rich
0: yeah <laughs> it seems like he's always living in that in that space that we talked about earlier as well. it
1: does is he Rod he does I mean, would you say anyone that you've ever met Richard Branson lives in the in the sweet spot yeah
0: and what's great about it, is
1: that his book screw it let's do it i'm gonna be honest i want richard branson to be exactly the opposite of what he looks like because i want to know that it's not <laughs> real or possible goatee, you know? yeah like i want to be like stop lying you're miserable yeah. that's not your island and you weren't on that wakeboard with that lady (laughs) um okay last thing this is my big ender question is if you could go back to your younger self um back in boston we'll say i always try to pick a spot just so i can get the most detailed answer but i'll say like you know you're playing baseball uh but you're starting to realize that it's not going to be your life path um your sister seems to have things all figured out and, and you're just kind of trying to get on the path of figuring it out yourself and if you could take yourself back to that mind state that you were in and now after all this that you've learned all the ups and downs all the everything you've been through having this different perspective on life what would you tell young rich to make life a little easier man that's a good ending question
0: it's like uh all the marbles in one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. I think I would tell myself to take a step back and just look around you and see where your what where your energy's going. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get so wrapped up in the day to day, especially now, I mean yeah. even more so, but you just the days the days roll over you know and mm-hmm. it's friday and then it's monday and then it's you know but to take a step back and take a big picture and just mm-hmm. have some patience you know you don't have to figure it out today or tomorrow but but think about wh- where you want to be in 5 or 10 years mm-hmm. not in 5 or 10 weeks cuz that's una- unattainable mm-hmm. you know what what do you envision your life to look like in 5 or 10 years that you think would make you the ultimate happiness you know mm-hmm. and if you can figure out a way to be happy along the ride uh, that's what I would have told myself is that, you know, don't have such a short, short ball, you know, short, yeah. short plan, because, you know,
1: it's impossible to achieve. It always takes longer than you think. Yeah. You know. You know what I really gathered from your story is like, if you wanna, uh, let's just say I stepped in, I said, "Hey, little Rich, what's going on?" Um, as you're talking to your younger self, and I say, uh, "What I really learned from your story is like you've." felt like you might want to be involved in business, so you went to business school and you saw where that led you. And you could feel that you didn't want to be in finance or blah, blah, blah. So you kind of made this move to see. And then you could see that you wanted to be in the sunglass industry, um, so you went to school and you had terribly busy days and you whatever. But it's sort of like when you had the inkling that you wanted to do something, you went and did it the right way and you really submerged yourself into it, submerged yourself into it, immersed yourself, I don't know the <laughs> word, submerged yourself into it and and you really learned it the right way and you either came out of it with a slightly clearer or different vision or you learned that that's not what you liked, like in real estate. But it just, I don't know, I really admire that about you and about your, your journey is you followed your instinct but not in a shallow way like you know you said this is something i'm into i'm gonna go do it a hundred percent and see where it leads me and it seems like it's led you after all of this to a pretty good spot you know
0: yeah it's you, you hit the nail on the head it's you you pull from all your different life experiences yeah and you don't know nobody knows the right answer or the magic formula you mm-hmm. kind of have to tinker with it a few times and test it out and um one of your other guests actually mike stud We actually designed some sunglasses with him but he has an incredible story that's similar Mm -hmm. where life threw him you know a curveball and he just started doing something else and it led to yeah you know an incredible story um he's been a big part of our success too yeah he's a great guy yeah we make his sunglasses and he wears them and you know his whole crew is great but his story you know just proves you think you're gonna be a major
1: league baseball player yeah yeah yeah, it's like because there's nothing like a professional baseball career that is looking kind of promising and yeah. then an injury where you can't like that's as brutal as it gets yeah that's you know? that's the epitome of you know making
0: you know learning from that and and pivoting to something and yeah you know you, as much as you plan you know
1: you can't plan to you blow your elbow out yeah
0: you can't plan everything and you has got to go with the flow and learn and grow as you go you know yep. personal growth equals brand growth you know agree so it's you
1: know it's been fun well, I think we did it, man. That was an incredible ending. Uh the whole thing was great. I I feel like we did it. Do you want to Did I miss anything? No. I just I had a gift but Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah, yeah. yeah. we can do yeah, that yeah, Let's or do it. Let's do it cuz I cuz at the end I'm going to tell you to just plug everything. Okay, cool. <laughs> we got gifts. It's It's gift week. I, mean, I think I started counting my arms. I mean, I'm so excited. I feel so like thankful. I do it with yeah. like I keep because when you're talking, I'll say yeah, 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 and I. I just, That's a good I, listening technique. I know it, it's you good. acknowledge. What's well, good in a normal conversation, but when you're podcasting, you just sound like an idiot. I didn't.
0: I didn't notice it. So. The listeners will. So, uh, uh, my business partner TJ, huge fan of yours, he wanted me to bring you a little something from one of the episodes. The old sacred geometry. Oh uh, yes. And then on the back, there's a. There's a pattern with palm trees, pineapples, sunglasses, sun, and then a beach umbrella. So it's dope. like it's like your own, yeah, oh your own pattern of uh lifestyle pattern on the back. So I love it. Just a little something. Damn it, you guys are good. And then of course,
1: cool. I guess I hadn't really like soaked in. That's a really good logo.
0: Thanks. That's part of the rebrand logo. The new 2.0. 2.0. Nice. Of course, we brought you some shades for you and the crew. I love it. I know you like circulars. I sure do. This is one of our new styles—a little color for the yeah. summer.
1: How much is it again? Thirty bucks a month? Yeah, that's
0: great. These are actually these are handmade.
1: They feel so very yeah durable. Yeah, very solid. So these the, the handmade hand.
0: ones don't don't break. So yeah, you'll that's have good. them forever. It's a couple other pairs for your for Danny and the crew.
1: Hell yeah, man! Thank you. Um, thank you for having me yeah man this was good Awesome. Uh, we're still going right okay uh, this is the last part too where I do uh, tell everyone where to find you tell the social media the website how to sign up for the uh, subscription how to do everything
0: yeah so it's shadesclub.com mm-hmm. and uh, at shadesclub on twitter and instagram mm-hmm. and then if you just want a single pair it's uh, at DixCottons. Mm-hmm. both words plural DixCottons.com. What about you? Do you want your
1: Instagram out to the world or no?
0: I don't have a personal Instagram. You don't. I oh yeah, I just follow Dick's Cottons, I guess. Yeah. I. Why why is that? I I was the brand, I guess, when I started, and yeah. I never you know did a personal one.
1: I think you should start one, just my personal. Yeah. No, my I, gift back to you. Thank that's is, and invaluable. We, we now live in an age. If you listen to the Tom, uh, you need some personal. Brand, you got to do yeah. it, man. They want to know who you are. They want to know who's selling them all these damn things <laughs> so show that's, them that's show them your advice. lifestyle show them your boats show them uh show them how show you them know. your boat <laughs> <laughs> um, all right we did it man thank you so much thank that, was, you. that was really incredible good. thanks there it is all right there you have it good episode good episode those are the stories i i, I also really like to tell the story of just the guy who's just went through the journey and went through the whole process to start a company and to follow his instincts, even though he wasn't 100% clear on what those even were from the beginning and tried a couple jobs and didn't like them, wasn't happy and really just made it happen for himself. And, and you know, that's the story that I like to tell. And that's the message that I like to encourage as much as possible, because that is a very realistic goal for a lot of you know you guys out there who want to start a company and these are the guys who are doing it and he's doing a really good job so that's it hope you guys liked it um go to youngandreckless.com use the promo code ssl for 40% off all full price items don't forget to please 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 leave me some positive feedback on the iTunes store or the podcast app on your phone also check us out on spotify Uh, Go to youtube.com slash drama drama, subscribe, check out my little video blogs that I'm starting to do. uh, And also the videos from the podcast are on there. And I think that's it. I'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, continuing to listen, continuing to grow this show and sharing with your friends. I really appreciate it. Bye bye.